The Island Digest is a sampling of this week's stories from the Journal of the San Juan Islands, the Islands Sounder, and the Islands Weekly, which are all on newsstands now. The July 13th edition is brought to you by Orcas Center and EDC of San Juan County. The headlines this week, New Doctors in the House, Helping Islanders Get Moving Again, Orcas Island Elementary Students Paint Stairwell, Gavin Soul Goodrich Piano Concert at Lopez Center, and Choice Excerpts from the Sheriff's Log. From the Journal of the San Juan Islands, New Doctors in the House by Heather Spaulding. Peace Health Peace Island Medical Center broke records for emergency admittance over the July 4th weekend, keeping new rural resident rotation doctors, Dr. Ryan Boca and Dr. Mel Pinkston, on their toes. I saw more patients than I would have at Harborview, Boca said. Eight summers ago, the University of Washington and Peace Island collaborated together to form a program that would encourage medical students to take positions in rural settings. The program currently has four residents on a month-long rotation in Friday Harbor. Boca arrived toward the end of June, Pinkston in early July. Two more will come for the month of August. According to a Peace Health Peace Island employee news article, there has been a shortage of board-certified emergency physicians in rural emergency departments across the nation since pre-COVID. Currently, approximately only 25% of physician providers in rural emergency departments are specialty trained in emergency medicine, while urban emergency departments boast over 75%. If trends continue, Rural emergency department patients, like those in San Juan County, will continue to be denied the specialty care delivered to patients in urban hospital emergency departments. Jason Heiner, M.D., who oversees the University of Washington and Peace Health Peace Island Resident Rotation Program, said several studies have suggested emergency medicine physicians are more likely to choose to live and work in a rural setting if they had completed a rural rotation in such a site during their residency training. One of the first things the residents always learn is that it tests their medical knowledge because there is no specialist, no trauma specialist, no oncologist, Heiner said. Pinkston said she noticed right away Residents did not have the backup from specialists they usually do. However, she added the hospital is very efficient and the test results and CT results from x-rays are received back incredibly fast. Pinkston grew up in a small town in Massachusetts where the nearest hospital was 30 to 40 miles away. She sees similarities between her childhood home and Friday Harbor. I can appreciate a population that doubles and triples in the summer, Pinkston said. Pinkston would like to go into emergency medicine. Pre-hospital emergency care is the most interesting thing to me, from the scene of the accident to stabilizing them in the emergency room, she said. When asked what a day in the emergency room looked like, Pinkston said it kicks off as soon as she walks in the door, sees patients calling for tests and x-rays. It's hard to describe a day because it's different every day, she said. 
Pinkston also said the doctors at Peace Island are incredibly caring and invest in and advocate for their patients. The community has already welcomed her, giving her local tips, including the best hiking trails. The locals are pretty friendly and chatty, she said. Boca is originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He became a bioengineer first, but decided he wanted to get into critical care medicine and have a more direct relationship with the patients. Wanting to attend a four-year medical program, Boca was accepted by Jefferson County through a match program. Students fly all over the country for a month, visiting possible programs. In the end, they rank the colleges, and the colleges rank them. On what is called Matching Day, the student receives an envelope telling them where they were matched to. A week following that, they get a letter detailing not only where, but when, how long, and what their specialty will be. The medical profession, Boca said, has been doing this for 30-plus years. The student incurs the travel expenses during all this time. The amount of student debt you go into, most doctors don't make any money until they have been practicing for about 30 years, Boca said, adding that resident doctors make close to minimum wage given the number of hours they work. Boca also pointed out school is taking longer, as knowledge and technology have increased, which also impacts the cost. That standpoint alone limits the amount of students going into the medical profession, Boca said. With fewer people going into the medical profession, it is even more important for those students to get exposure to rural emergency care. I would like to expand the program and have the rotating doctor in Friday Harbor early and come out two or three times during their training, Heiner said. Peace Island and the UW would be supportive. Heiner expressed gratitude to the hospital for providing the opportunity and the UW for their commitment. It's really cool to follow up with these guys three or four years later, some of them have gone on to practice in rural settings, Heiner said. From the Islands Sounder Helping Islanders Get Moving Again by Diane Craig Anyone who's experienced hip surgery, knee replacement, a strained muscle, or a broken bone knows the frustration of limited mobility. Fortunately, there's equipment to ease that frustration. Living on an island, however, can prove challenging for finding what's needed when it's needed. Enter the Orcas Island Lions Club, which for the past 12 years has made the availability of much-needed mobility equipment easy and free for islanders of all ages and needs. The program, one of several the Lions Club offers the community, is chaired by two club members, Kay Miller and Stephen Bentley. Bentley, who has volunteered with the program for six years, thinks that making walkers, wheelchairs, crutches, canes, and more available to whoever needs them on the island is, quote, one of the coolest things we do. The community should know more about this, he said recently. There's no cost involved and there's no due date for returns, though we do ask people to bring the equipment back when they no longer have a need for it. According to Miller, no longer having a need for it is how the mobility program got started. 
Years ago, before the current senior center was built and it occupied an old house in town, someone with a cane they no longer had use for left it behind the center's door with a note suggesting that perhaps someone else might be able to use it, she recounted. Then someone with a wheelchair did the same thing. Soon after, the senior center moved into a new, larger building, and center volunteers and Lions Club members Barbara and Mac Trunkley saw an opportunity. They believed the Lions and the senior center's growing equipment inventory were a perfect fit. They were absolutely right, Bentley offered, and the Lions Club has been behind the program since. Now we have space in the senior center for storage, and the center's location makes it relatively easy to keep the equipment clean and available for islanders in need. Both Miller and Bentley are enthusiastic and passionate about the work they do and the program's purpose. We've had terrific support from physical therapists and the local clinic, and word of mouth has helped as well, Bentley said. Miller added that the community has also been supportive. We occasionally get wheelchairs that need brake work, she said. Initially, the folks at the local bike shop repaired them. Then they showed us how to care for them ourselves. That's been a huge help. According to both Miller and Bentley, all donated equipment is cleaned and determined to be in good working order. Volunteers are at the Senior Center Mondays and Wednesdays from 10 to 11 a.m. and from 10 a.m. to noon on Friday. Islanders in need of everything from a walker to a shower table to a pair of crutches, they have two styles, are encouraged to access the services when Lions Club volunteers are present. If the need is immediate, Islanders may call the Senior Center and speak with someone at the front desk. They'll know what to do offered Miller. Both Miller and Bentley appreciate the strong relationship with the Senior Center. As keeper of the statistics, Miller reported that the program served 23 people in June with 34 items. Two items were donated, and the program received a $50 cash donation. In May, 25 Islanders borrowed 45 pieces of equipment, and six were donated. In May, Lions Club members volunteered 20.5 hours. In June, that number was 30.5. Everyone's eligible, she said, old or young, rich or poor. This is a democratic program. This year, the Orcas Island Lions Club marks 50 years of service to the community. Tax-deductible financial contributions for equipment can be made to the club's foundation. For more information, visit orcaslions.org. The Orcas Senior Center is located at 62 Henry Road in East Sound and is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Call 360-376-2677 or visit orcasseniors.org. Orcas Island Elementary Students Paint Stairwell by Marin Anderson incoming OIES fifth grader, and guest writer. From June 27th to 29th, eight Orcas Island Elementary students from Jennifer Johnston's fourth grade class and a student from middle school arrived at the Orcas Island Elementary School to paint the walls in the stairwells with more Pacific Northwest creatures. 
One stairwell is ocean-themed, with animals such as otters, seals, sea stars, seagulls, fish, and much more. The other stairwell has a forest theme, with animals like eagles, deer, rabbits, squirrels, birds, raccoons, and many others. All of the students had quite a lot of fun joining this special program with each other and their teacher, Mrs. Johnston. My favorite part about coming back to school is hanging out with you guys again, said Gabby Wigfield, age 10. The students agreed that the experience of painting the walls was quite fun because not many people get to do that. Everyone also loved how fun it was to draw and paint animals from their own home because they know which ones belong there. I loved doing my eagle. It was really fun and easy to draw said Sidney Anderson, age eight, as she drew the eagle, which she named Merlin, and was getting ready to paint it. The goal of this program was to complete the artwork in the stairwell. When the students started, there were only a couple of uncolored birds and one lonely jellyfish. Now the stairwell is flourishing with animals of all kinds. The stairs look so much more welcoming, beautiful, and interesting now that we have painted them, said Sidney. On the very last day of the program, Mrs. Johnston surprised them with donuts because it just happened to be her birthday, and all students were very excited to see their finished masterpieces. Next time you visit the school, take an adventure through the new and exciting stairwell. From the Islands Weekly, Gavin Sol Goodrich Piano Concert at Lopez Center. Submitted by Mickey Ryan. Lopez remembers Gavin Goodrich. At a very young age, Gavin was the one who played hard at baseball, was a whiz with Rubik's Cubes, and brought home the state prize and a pie on Pi Day for memorizing 339 digits of pie at age 13. Once there, he sat down to compose a sonata, followed by a string quartet, followed by a symphony and the first act of an opera. His first piano teacher, Becky Berge, recalls Gavin coming to her with a list of hip-hop pieces he wanted to learn to play. She offered him C.P.E. Bach's Solfeggietto and opened the door to a world of classical composers in every genre, with every instrument, from the 1700s to the modern day. In 2014, while still at Lopez Middle School, Gavin was accepted into the summer music school at Marrowstone, the premier orchestra training program of the Pacific Northwest. From there, he went to Spring Street School in Friday Harbor, where he continued to learn, experiment, and immerse himself in music, math, and the international relations. Upon graduation, Gavin was accepted at Columbia University in New York, where he continued studies in music, math, and computer sciences. Four years later, Gavin graduated from Columbia with honors in music, one of only two awarded to graduates this year, and he was awarded a Fulbright scholarship for a year of music study and teaching in Spain. Before he leaves the U.S. in August, Gavin wants to bring his musical journeys and discoveries back to his Lopez supporters and admirers with a piano concert 
at Lopez Center on Friday, July 22nd at 7 p.m. Admission will be by donation in any amount collected by the John Bonnet Wexo Foundation. The Foundation will present all donations to Gavin to provide him with funds for musical explorations during his year abroad to continue his musical growth, while the Fulbright Scholarship covers living expenses and travel. The JBW Foundation is a tax-exempt 501c3, indicating that your donation may be considered tax-deductible. This piano concert will include timeless pieces from the classical repertoire and music composed by Gavin during his years at Columbia, where he was mentored, tested, and encouraged by some of the world's most renowned contemporary composers. My first three years here were spent getting out of my comfort zone, Gavin remarked, noting that his middle and high school years had him totally immersed in traditional classical music. When I got to Columbia, that's where I first listened to the Beatles and to Frank Sinatra. I fell in love with Renaissance vocal music while I was there. It's one of the only genres I know of that focuses on making each moment of the music beautiful. For my thesis, I explored how 15th century composition techniques could be used in microtonal structures, that is, music whose notes exist between notes on a piano. The educational challenges thrown at Gavin stimulated his growth and appreciation and wonder and opened more doors to exploration of music of every kind. When asked what influenced his early growth most, he pointed to the amazing opportunity of Marrowstone back in 2014, where the only other piano student spent hours practicing and teaching Gavin individually. That was my jumping-off place. Gavin recalled, but there is no way I would be where I am without Spring Street School allowing me to experiment and perform, and working with the school's international project in Guatemala greatly improved my Spanish. Lopez gave me encouragement and appreciation. Becky challenged me to learn and feel the composer's mind. The Orcas Island Chamber Music Festival opened my mind and ears and understanding that my life could be music. There is much more to hear from this young man. He will bring you on his journey and visions of its continued path and byways at Lopez Center on Friday, July 11th, 7 p.m. Please note that donations by credit card cannot be taken at the door, but donations by check or cash are accepted and a receipt will be provided. And now, choice excerpts from the San Juan County Sheriff's Log. On June 29th, a deputy on Orcas took a courtesy report of the accidental disposal of an antique chandelier. On July 1st, a Lopez deputy responded to a call from a person who discovered either an old road flare or an old stick of dynamite on a recently purchased property. The deputy contacted a Washington State Patrol bomb squad member who plans to send bomb technicians to the island. On July 2nd, a Canadian resident on Orcas discovered that a loan was taken out on her account. Since she resides in Canada and her bank is there, she was advised to report the incident to her local law enforcement agency. 
A deputy responded to a report of harassment. Someone made multiple fake contest flyers with the victim's phone number on them and posted them in Friday Harbor. The victim received many unwanted calls. The flyers were located and removed. An investigation is ongoing. On July 4th, deputies responded to an agency assist in Roche Harbor. The U.S. Coast Guard detained a boat operator for driving a boat while under the influence, BUI. The individual was taken into custody by deputies and transported to the San Juan County Jail without incident. A deputy on San Juan responded to a report of disorderly conduct involving a person urinating in the bushes next to a music venue. The port owns the property and wished to trespass the urinator from all port properties. The person signed the letter, but yelled a lot about it. On July 6th, a black Audi SUV attempted to cut in front of other vehicles in the ferry line. The driver was argumentative with ferry staff, but eventually left after learning law enforcement had been called. And this concludes the July 13th edition of the Island Digest, providing samples of the news from the Journal of the San Juan Islands, Islands Sounder, and Islands Weekly newspapers, which are on newsstands now. This edition has been brought to you by Orcus Center. Orcus Center is presenting a free summer concert series in the Village Green in East Sound all summer long through August. Learn more at www.orcuscenter.org. And EDC of San Juan County. EDC of San Juan County strives to support small rural enterprises, conduct projects to stimulate new job creation, and strengthen the economic base for working families. Visit www.sanjuansedc.org to learn more. Thank you so much for listening, and tune in next week for more news from San Juan County.